0: You're listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, visit our website at (laughs) InsideActingPodcast.com.
1: Welcome to episode 79 of Inside Acting. I'm A.J. Meyer. I'm Trevor Elga. And on this podcast, we interview writers, directors, agents, managers... Uh, marketing gurus on this episode and uh, put them all into this uh, little podcast called Inside Acting. Throw it up on the internet and then cross our fingers and hope you're you're listening. (laughs) And uh, as we like to
0: say, we started this podcast because we're looking for the answers, not necessarily because we have them. So if you hear something on this podcast that rubs you the wrong way or that you just frankly love, let us know.
1: We love to hear from our listeners and you can start by going to our website InsideActingPodcast.com And on this episode, we do have part two of our interview with Emily Grace um, and uh, start getting uh, deeper into her ideas on self marketing for the actor. Yeah, awesome stuff. So make sure you guys stick around.
0: Okay, what's up, dude? Hello, how Trevor, you doing, man? Get. My
1: friend, you just had an intense weekend. My cohort, yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty exhausted. Yeah, I just had another training weekend, but it's all gravy. Um, so tell if you if if it's, if you can
0: if if you're able to um, tell us a little bit about what these weekends are and what they're a part of.
1: Um, well, uh, the leadership program with MITT lasts for a hundred days. Um, And you're constantly, um, you get a life coach. So you get one-on-one coaching. You have weekly meetings. You have various like service products and things that you're working on constantly. And then as a sort of grounding uh, at three points throughout the training, there's a weekend. So there's first weekend, second weekend and third weekend. And then we also do a ropes course, which I'm super excited about, which is next weekend. Uh, um, oh, like
0: you literally go out to like the woods and you <coughs> climb on ropes yes. and hang from them and swing from them. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> cool. I, I love, I love your face and your explanation of that. So you literally like go out into the woods and <laughs> climb on ropes. Yes. Yeah. Natural ropes actually that grow from the trees. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a ropes course. So it's, it's about having, um, uh, physical breakthrough as a, as a, as in addition to mental and physical breakthrough, which is great. So like there's a couple of people on our team who are afraid of heights and they're scared to death of next weekend, but they're going to make it and they're going to live. And then they're going to realize, Oh, it wasn't so bad. I can do anything. You know, that kind of, <laughs> right. So <clears throat> I can do anything, including fault of my death. <laughs> You're probably wearing a harness (laughs) or not. I don't know what their insurance is like. Um, but yeah, so each one of these weekends is just basically to, to not only ground you, but you usually do some kind of process, some kind of exercise that, um, uh, supports you in not only the rest of your, uh, leadership program, but also in your life. So we did a couple of really intense processes this weekend and, um, yeah. I'm pretty exhausted right now, but whatever. Being tired is just a conversation. So I'm renegotiating with my body to be here for our listeners.
0: All right. And I you, like that. my friend, I like that.
1: Yeah. So that was my weekend. And then my week was a lot of, uh, work, uh, creating financial abundance. Um, which was great. <clears throat> I got a new client for my, my consulting business. Um, so that was, uh, pretty cool. Um, and as far as acting goes, in terms of catching up with that and any big learns there, there were a couple of really interesting things that that came up. One was I got to witness my manager negotiating a contract for me via email. I showed it to Ben, actually, and I was like, well, I was like what do you think of this? Because part of me was like, eee, she's being really hard. I know she's a total ball buster. We've talked about her on the podcast before, but the negotiation Process was just really interesting to to witness. It's not anywhere near done, but she, you know, she the like opening line of this email was like, "You do not get AJ Myers' exclusive services for two months for X amount of dollars." What they had originally offered, and I, and it made me, it really empowered me, honestly, because it made me realize, like, yeah, you can't just claim me as 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 here it is, as talented as an actor as I am, you can't just claim me like stick a flag in me uh, for two months straight without proper comp- compensation. Because mm-hmm. the the tra- contract did say like <clears throat> exclusive, like the word exclusive was in there, and um, and that they could switch up the schedule for the rehearsals anytime, and it had no bearing on my schedule. And so they were they were literally looking for me to do nothing else for two months. And then they were not going to compensate me properly for something like that. This was something that was positioned to us as a reading early on. So it went from being a reading to it. It's not really a reading. It's a full on production. And oh, this is the thing <clears throat> you did like months ago. Mm-hmm. I came back around when I was in Australia. Cool. Uh, Cause cool. They, they kind of dropped the ball. I didn't know what was going on. Nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden when I was in Australia, I got I, the email started coming back in there was a conversation that my manager and I had before. And she said, you know, if I do this, it could really easily go away. And I just, because of the training that I'm going through and because of where my headspace is now, I'm beginning to realize that that is okay because that the job goes away. Yes. Because if we as actors hold ourselves small to the work, we're always going to do that. It, it was the same thing with Australia, for instance. That that stuff started coming in the emails, and I was talking to my buddy Ryan, um, who's a life coach and who's actually um, going through the the training with me. <clears throat> when the emails started coming in with Australia, I was getting a little like freaked out about my schedule. And he goes, "Here's the thing: if you see this job as the end all be all, you're not in the right headspace." And it it kind of it was like. A big wake-up call because actors tend to uh, make themselves believe that an opportunity like that is the end-all be-all. And so then we compromise our schedule, we compromise our energy, we compromise our, in some cases, integrity, um, because we see a job as like, oh my God, it's work. I'm never going to work again. I have to take this job, you know, as opposed to being like, no, I'm I'm actually really talented and you don't get to have me unless you pay me X amount or you don't get to have me unless the contract says that I can like balance anytime that I get another job. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. It's about just being fair, fairly compensated and, you know, recognizing that the universe always
0: has something kind of in store for you as long as you expect it.
1: Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a great way. That's a great way to put it, too. Well, yeah. that, and
0: then that, that's like a law. I mean, not, not just like, you know, the secret, like law of attraction kind of thing, but that's also like a, a research documented scientific law of the brain that your brain does not respond based on what logically should occur next. It responds based on what it, it expects to happen next based on prior experience. So the more you can kind of program your subconscious that yes, good things are constantly coming my way. It will expect that. And then through all the millions of subconscious things you do every day that you don't even notice, You will create that.
1: Yeah. I declared that I would be the lead in a feature film by the end of October, right? Only way to guarantee that happening is to put it together myself. So I've got, you know, our friend Alex who shot a couple of our video episodes or all of our video episodes, writing, directing, you're in it, Trevor, our friend Paige, And when I did that, all of a sudden I got an audition for a feature film. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's another example that, that same, that same concept. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, so I guess it, you know, if you, if I had to boil it down to a big learn, it was just like, it was a very empowering moment for, for me. That's cool. You know, that was the That's opening, great. That was the opening line. You know, you do not get the service, the exclusive services of AJ Meyer for, you know, X amount of dollars for two months. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I wish there was a way to transfer that feeling that I had at that moment to every actor I know. hopefully we can do this with the podcast. Getting to that place. I think is like definitely a sign of leveling up in your
0: career. I think when, when you start out inherently as an actor, you want to work as much as possible so that you kind of naturally default to that, that place of deferment, you know, kind of like, it's okay. You know, I'll, I'll bend my schedule for you. And like, I think that's, that's part of, of creating art. You know, when people collaborate, everybody has to make compromises, but when you get to a certain level in your career and you've done enough work and you feel trained and prepared and ready Then you can start going like, no, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done kind of like bending over backwards for this stuff. So it's like, now I'm at the point where I'm ready to be fairly compensated. And that's the kind of thing I ask for. And that's a big step, but I think, I don't think it's something that an actor right out of the gate can do.
1: I also would say that there's, there has to be a way to somehow do what you're saying that we get to do at the beginning of our career and still have that mentality Mm -hmm. or still be, still feel empowered. Still feel like a powerful person, a powerful actor, um, a powerful negotiating entity. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's a good that's a good way to put it. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to say like, you know, yeah, I'm just starting out my career, so I'm gonna say yes to almost everything, right? And still feel empowered, and yeah. not like you're giving your power away to every job that comes your way or every opportunity that comes your way or every person that says, I'm going to take your power from you because I'm going to dictate your schedule and I'm going to dictate how much money you make and I'm going to dictate, dictate, dictate. It's a, it's a balance between
0: the two in the beginning, you know, like you have to kind of be willing to work for free for a bit, but at the same time, don't let them dick you around.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's my point. And that
0: sends a huge message because that's the culture on so many of these kind of like amateur sets. amateur, not in a bad way, but amateur meaning like, you know, you're still learning, you know, you're still kind of failing forward. And when people get together and they're kind of going through that, that kind of clunky process together, a lot of the times people want to maybe not want to, but they feel like they have to make these really excessive compromises, you know, but I think if there were one person on that set that brought that level of professionalism and confidence and maturity that you're talking about here, it would change the whole culture, the whole dynamic of everybody involved for probably for the rest of their careers. A lot of people get stuck in that place of of deferment Mm -hmm. for, for, you know, dozens of projects in a row.
1: It's so funny that you just said, cause I was, I was going to say some, almost that exact same thing is like, you can be the source of taking that set to the next level. Even as an actor, and I think most actors do defer, they wait for a producer, a director, or somebody else, some kind of set runner, or stage manager, if it's a play, or a director, if it's a play, um, to be the one to to bring that level of professionalism, you know, but... You can you can do a, pro- a project for free. You can shoot a web series for free. You can do something for free and still be the actor. Like, say you don't know the people who are doing it and still be the actor that goes, okay, cool. Like, is there going to be a catering on set? Like, do, you know, do I need to, you know, feed myself? When are our breaks? How long are we going to be shooting for? I need to be done by this time. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Without being, It's not about being a diva. It's about being responsible or holding them accountable. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. not being a diva. And if they say you're being a diva, it's like, you know what? It was nice to meet you. I don't think this is the right project for me. Right. You know, right. because yeah. it's, there's that give and take, you know, that's why we, that's, that's another reason why we call, uh, auditions meetings, Yeah, you know, cause it is collaborative.
0: There, There's a lot of power in benevolence and there's not a lot of power in, uh, dictating things. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking as yeah. you were saying that, it's you know, insecurity. if you have an actor who's on set, who's really owning the material you know making strong choices uh working with the director and the producers and all that stuff to kind of make a creative kind of collaborative whole and they're dicks (laughs) no i mean you know what i mean i mean that doesn't give them a lot of uh you know leverage Mm -hmm. but if they're really cool people they're the most powerful and i mean i mean this in like a good healthy way you know not powerful like i own you but you know powerful as in like I stand for something that is really kind of wonderful in this yeah. world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, totally. that
0: makes them the, the most powerful person on that set. Mm-hmm. And my, uh, you know, when I was in therapy for a while, <laughs> I went through some stuff a couple years ago. saw a therapist for eight months and it was the best decision I ever made. And she said, uh, if you can combine kindness and integrity, you'll be the most powerful person on the planet. Yeah. And I that really stuck with me. Really, yeah. really stuck with mm-hmm. me. And I've been trying to kind of live by that uh, ever since.
1: You know, we're, we're being dick dictatorial dictatorial what the hell am I trying D- to say
0: dictatorial I think that is a word I don't think you made that one up <laughs> really
1: because I'm making make, up words I make up, up right. a lot of words man I make up a lot of words so I, I was talking to a listener the other day um on the phone actually and uh she said I'm sorry I was yabbering and I was like oh my god it's spreading this is awesome. weird you don't have to use my words people like I'm making them up You're going to sound stupid unless the other person listens to inside acting, (laughs) taking over the world. Um, No, but you know where that comes from? Being a dictator, being a controller is insecurity. Mm -hmm. Most of those people are insecure and they don't actually know what they're doing. And so they feel as though they, 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 they have to put on.
0: That's a Freudian concept. I think it's, I think he calls it the shadow self. Ooh. And that these are the parts of your, of your personality mm-hmm. that you don't consciously accept. And so they kind of get sectioned off into these other parts of your personality that become subconscious. And then they manifest themselves by, by being exactly what you don't want to be. Or I, I'm totally messing it up, but, but it's, I was just reading about it the other night. And there's I a, like, there's, there's this a is fascinating stuff. We actually do the things that we don't accept about ourselves without realizing it. And so until we accept them and kind of bring light to that, you're stuck uh, in this kind of like negative feedback loop. Wow. Yeah, it's a little bit of a n- noodle bake.
1: And welcome to day one of MITT. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's a listener out there who right now is like, he's like a Freudian expert. <laughs> like lives in head Austria head or something. Unsubscribing like right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are full of crap. <clears throat> Hey, Trevor, what's been going on with you? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man.
0: Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time, so uh, it's a good thing that not, not a whole lot to... I mean, it was a really busy week. I was busy with some video editing work and some audio work and um, um, all sorts of stuff. But uh, this week was really a, a week of me kind of incubating some ideas for, uh, for a possible new Thrival job venture. Um, so I don't want to say too much about it until it's like ready to go. But uh, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and seeing if I can monetize it. And I think it'd be a good mesh of things I'm passionate about and uh, things that I think I'd be good at and that things that I think that the world could use. <laughs> so, so we'll see. Well, when it gets there, I'll I'll, um, I'll start sharing more about it. But uh, that was really my week was that. And, and also just, you know, taking regular time to chill out, even if I have 15 minutes that aren't scheduled where I would normally go to my phone or normally go to my laptop or normally turn on the TV or whatever. Like I'll literally be like, how can I use these 15 minutes to kind of rejuvenate? Nice. And I'll be like, if I can take a walk, awesome. And I'll do that. And it's, it's, um, that kind of conscious attention that I'm bringing to my downtime and just realizing that I need these regular periods of, of, uh, restoration, which this is all part of my pick of the week, um, has really made a big difference. So I'm trying to be using my time more consciously. Nice yeah so that's it
1: (laughs) we're gonna talk more about it when we talk about the peak of the week so we We might as well move on might
0: as well get there uh cool man i mean should we just roll into this interview sure man great so we've got part two of our chat with emily grace um i mean you guys heard the interview part one last week it's really fantastic stuff i posted on our facebook group about her offerings i would not recommend it so highly if i didn't thoroughly 100 percent, fully believe in what she's offering and i think uh any actor who is not using her program or, or at least exposing themselves to her free videos that are, that are on her website, uh, I'm going to be honest, I think they're at a disadvantage. So make sure you check her stuff out and enjoy part two of this chat, and we'll see you guys on the other side. Do you find that most actors come to you wanting to impress or get on somebody's radar more than they want to tell a story? Or is it vice versa? They want to tell a story and then they don't really kind of care as long as it's out there.
2: I think people want to get on the radar so that they can tell the story. And I, you know, one of the things that I think is helpful and valuable is for any actor to know what the stories are that they tell because I think every actor has said this at one point in their life, which is like, oh, I just wish I were working oh, I just want to be working, which is bullshit hmm. <laughs> because there's a dinner theater in Vermont so that might be hiring and you could be working there. Um, but if that's not something that you're passionate about, there's probably something more specific that you want to be doing. Um, I think every person is sort of, you know, we naturally gravitate towards certain types of storytelling and certain characters and certain genres that resonate. And if you know that about yourself, you're clear about what that looks like, that's when you know whose radar you need to be on Mm -hmm. so that... They can hire you for that kind of stuff. Not to say, you know, I I tell that to people and sometimes they misunderstand and think I'm saying you can only do commercials. You can only do television. Like you can't have any crossover. And that's not what I mean. Certainly there are different Things that we all want to do, and we're all multifaceted, and many of us love film and TV and theater, and that's fine. I'm totally for that. I just think it's important to still within that multiple goal syndrome, which is a disease that I talk about somewhere in one of my blogs. Um,
0: <laughs> multiple goal multiple syndrome.
2: Multiple goal syndrome. It's a horrible disease. You probably have it. Um, within that multiple goal. You need to still be specific about what kind of theater you like and what kind of TV and what kind of film so that you can create a network of people who know you within those different mediums. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but you have me at multiple goal syndrome. Oh.
2: <laughs> tell, tell me about this. Um, I think I've actually updated it. It used to be multiple goal syndrome. Now I call it spaghetti syndrome. Okay. So spaghetti syndrome is this idea, like when you're cooking spaghetti and you throw the pasta at the wall to see if it sticks. Um, <laughs>
0: do people still do that. I've oh, never actually done I've it. I've never done it either. I don't know anyone who's that.
2: actually done it, but I've heard that people do somewhere
0: so, in Slovenia.
2: Yes, it must be it must be <laughs> an accurate story. So actors will do that. You know, they'll take all these ideas of what they could be doing as an actor, and they kind of throw it at the wall to see what sticks. Oh, I could do voiceover, but I'm going to do a Shakespeare class, and then I'm going to be on TV, but I'm going to take a movement class, and they kind of go all over the place. So (laughs) it's really hard to make momentum, create momentum, if you are all over the place and you have no standards Oh, I'm just gonna mix in everything, everything in here. So I did this blog post not that long ago. So we're talking about spaghetti syndrome, which is like you have you're you have no specific goals. You're just seeing what sticks. That's not satisfying, it's really hard to create momentum. And then I did this blog post about are you treating your career like a loser boyfriend? Where <laughs> the idea is no standards, right? Oh, I'll just do anything, I'll take any acting job, I'll work for free, I don't care. Just hire me. Like, if you approach your dating life like that, oh, I'll date anyone. I don't care, whatever. Right. Just take me out. Like, treat me like shit. As long as we're dating, I don't care. Like, you, it's not going to work. That's
0: a great analogy. It's, it's not going to yeah. work.
2: You need standards. You need to know what kind of person you like to date, just like you need to know what kind of acting work you actually want to do. Yeah. Because the idea is... Every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. So if you're saying yes to acting projects that you don't even want to be doing, but you feel like you must because every actor has to take any acting job that comes their way, which I think is bullshit, um, you're saying no to something else. And you're also letting people know what value you put on yourself. And the more willing you are to accept things that you're not okay with, the more those situations are gonna come at you.
0: Hmm. That 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 really crystallized it for me when you said when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something Mm. else. Multiple goal syndrome is almost as bad as having no goals.
2: Yeah. It's kind of the same.
0: Yeah, if you're doing voiceover and taking a Shakespeare class, like you said, and, and doing all these different crazy things, you may have multiple goals, but if you don't have like do you I mean do you think it's more effective to just have one goal or maybe two or three or four goals and then just kind of cap it at that?
2: I. It's a good question. I mean, obviously, we all have more than one goal, obviously, you know, and throughout your lifetime, right. you're going to grow and evolve and add to the list of things different, that you want to do. Yeah, of different areas you of will. your life,
0: of course. Of yeah.
2: course. Um, maybe, I, maybe
0: I should refine my question, say, in just one area, like say your career, for instance.
2: Yeah, I think it's important to know what your highest priorities are. Because usually what happens is when you're clear about what direction you're going and you start moving in that way, automatically other opportunities are going to come to you. It's, there's, I don't know what law of the universe that it is, but it is. When you start taking action in a specific direction, almost always Other opportunities come, you meet people, like doors open that you couldn't have imagined opening before. And while you're being focused and taking steps towards whatever the specific goal is, of course you can weigh these other opportunities. And if it's something that you feel like is going to benefit you in whatever way, whether it be financially, emotionally, creatively, you know, it's going to serve some kind of need in you, of course you want to say yes to opportunities that feel good to you. And that will, that will automatically happen as you are taking, taking steps towards what it is that you really want. What I, I do think that people have multiple goals. Of course they do. Know which one is the highest priority so you know which one to work on first. Because I think what most people suffer from is that they have a bunch of goals and then they get overwhelmed and they don't know what to do and then they don't do anything. I would rather see a client set one goal and make progress and as they get in the habit of taking action and following up and moving towards that goal, then they can add the other ones. They're in a much better place to expand their goals than if they're just, they have more goals, but they're not doing jack to do, to get them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you familiar with Evan Pagan?
2: Uh, I know the name.
0: He's like a, a, marketing, mm-hmm. a marketing guy. And uh, I have a program of his called Wake Up Productive. It's really, really fantastic. Yeah. And in it, he talks. I'm going to butcher this, but he talks about <laughs> you know the eighty twenty principle and yeah. um, how basically the, the whole the whole program is geared towards starting your day the most effectively and efficiently so is what kind of sets the tone for the totally. rest of, of your day. And he he calls those main goals your high leverage activities. Mm-hmm. What what one or two things will it matter the most mm-hmm. to, uh, I can't talk today. Will it matter the most if you complete them? Does that make sense?
2: Of course. Yeah,
0: like what what's going to give you the biggest payoff? What are those what are the what's that what are those 20% of of things you have to do they are going to give you 80% of the results of your or results. satisfaction that you want in your life?
2: Totally. I think most human beings we are har- hardwired to avoid those things like crazy. We will avoid the high leverage things like I'd rather build a new website than pick up the phone.
1: Like we
2: will get stuck in the busy (laughs) work because it's more comfortable. And that's a huge problem because there are certain things that will get you results faster that will – increase your level of success it will create momentum which is what everybody wants but they require you to step outside of what's comfortable for you they require you to leave the house and talk to people and share your goals and ask for things all of those things are they feel really uncomfortable and so most most of us are designed or trained or we learned to that we'd rather be comfortable and miserable <laughs> than to be uncomfortable and risk failure to actually get what we want.
0: Yeah. Well, it's familiar to be yep. to be on your computer tweeting all day, yep. you know, you may not Safe. be effective, but <laughs> you've made some friends there and you can kind of fool yourself into thinking yeah. you're being productive when you're yep. really just kind of being, I think Voice Brian from here talks time. about it in episode three, he says, oh. are you being productive or proactive? Yep. And yep. it's a subtle distinction, but man, does it make all the difference in it the world. It really does. Yeah. Yep. Do you recommend the actors get the phone numbers of the people they want to work with? And, and I mean, I'm going to com- grossly oversimplify it, but I know that you do recommend, like you said, picking up the phone. So can you give us a little kind of journey through what you kind of mean by that?
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: I'm not going to lie. It terrifies me.
2: Yep. You're not alone. It terrifies me too. It terrifies me too even when the person is expecting to hear from me, it still terrifies me to pick up the phone. Um, (laughs) So I don't, I'm not a proponent of just straight up cold calling. And certainly, if you don't know how to make an effective phone call, don't, don't, go telling people I told you you should do this because I didn't.
0: So there's a skill set involved, the yeah. whole technique almost.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a skill set, but there's also, you know, I think in terms of actor marketing, this is one of those things that has so many subtleties that is maybe different from other marketing where, I don't know, as a crazy example, like cold calling to sell people insurance. Like... <laughs> that's a seller's market there. You could do that and find tons of clients that way. But for actors, you know, we are in a community where it's very small. It's a small world. Everybody knows everyone. It is a buyer's market. And so for you to go and cold call and not know what you're doing and make a total ass out of yourself, it's going to, to backfire on you at some point. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of subtleties in making a good phone call. The first would be, um, You know, if ever you can, if you have a connection to someone or a referral to someone, whether it's a producer, a filmmaker, a casting director, agent, whoever it is that's actually, you are making the phone call to whenever you can put yourself in a peer group, it's to your advantage, a respected peer group. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You don't want to get a referral from someone that the agent thinks is an idiot.
0: That's not going to work for you. (laughs)
2: Um, But I do, you know, I'll give an example of a phone call strategy that has been effective. Um, A client of mine, he wants to book an indie film He wants to get back on the festival circuit. So he's pretty clear about what he wants to do. And, um, well, we had this talk where he was doing everything except for focusing on this goal, even though he said it was his highest priority. So we had a laugh about that. And I said, listen, if this is your highest priority and you really want to make it happen – Pick up the freaking phone and connect with some filmmakers. And so he started researching uh, specific filmmakers, people he knew on Twitter, people whose work he could see on film festival websites. And, you know, he got a sense of people who were doing the kind of work that he wanted to be a part of. And those are the people that he is now building relationships with so that when it's time to collaborate, they already know each other. Um, So he put in the work to know who they were, what they worked on, why he liked it. You know, he came from the point of view of I really respect your work and here's why. And I'd love to get on your radar as an actor to work to you sometime in the future. You know, what's the best way to do that? Mm-hmm. That's a good phone call. <laughs> yeah, I would
0: love to get that <laughs> right? phone call if somebody called me. Like, I,
2: and here's a good example. I pitched you. I pitched you guys because I saw your podcast. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I thought you did such a great service for actors. And I was like, hey, I'd love to know if we can talk about doing an interview. You know, I came to you for a reason, providing something of value. You guys need guests. I have something to offer. And we took it from there. And of course, you wanted to do the work to make sure that what I did was valuable and fit your people and it made sense. And once we both agreed on that, we, here we are. And so it, that was an email pitch, but you know, that's a great example of how to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We had a guest a few weeks ago, a few months ago, rather that, um, has built his almost his entire career by looking up filmmakers, indie filmmakers that he admired on IMDb pro. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll have agency or con- or public publicist, publicist conversation um, contact information, and he'll just, he's just shameless. He'll just be like, I really enjoy your work. I would love to pick your brain over coffee. And he says about 60 to 70% of them get back to him right away. Yep. And it uh, has resulted in many a, a gig for him, not only as an actor, but as a producer as well, because mm-hmm. they brought him on board to help take care of the business. Yep. So, and,
2: you know, it's, this is, I'm so glad that you brought up that story because I honestly think that the very slight difference between a successful actor and an actor who struggles is the willingness to do that kind of thing, to put mm. yourself out there and to ask for what you want. And you need to do it in a way, you know, like I was describing where it's respectful and authentic, and you are coming from a place of providing a service. I think most actors they feel like they're begging for work and they're they feel sli- slimy or sleazy or whatever about marketing themselves, but movies, need actors. (laughs) Like if there were no actors, there would be no stories told. And so actors come with a valuable service that people actually need. Um, And I think most people will not take that kind of action and that's why they struggle. And that's why they're frustrated.
0: Mm -hmm. I also think it's really effective to have your own work, be developing your own work is kind Mm -hmm. of a backup to that. So when you do approach them, you can say like, really love your work. Would love to get on your radar someday and work together. By the way, you know, here's something I've been developing and working on. I mean, that gives your, your pitch for lack of a better term there so much more credibility mm-hmm. you're peer-to-peer
2: then yeah exactly. you are peer-to-peer which is such a different way to approach it than like would you please maybe validate right. me put me in your music uh. video please yeah <laughs> yeah peer-to-peer is is such a better relationship to build
0: so these, these are all um principles that you really expand on in in byob bright build your own buzz mm-hmm. uh and you've got some other offerings as well mm-hmm. uh, yeah
2: right? i um So, build your own buzz is. I only offer it twice a year, and the reason, one of the reasons why I do that, is because I like people to go through it as a group in a live program, so that they get support every week. They get live Q and A calls. Um, You know, the whole program is digital. You log in, and you can get all the modules online. But I feel like people need support and they need accountability. So that program happens twice a year. And then, you know, the main thing that I do in between a class series like that is one-on-one. So I work privately with people. There's a couple of different ways that you can do that. Sometimes people just need a one-time consult like, hey, here's my plan. I'm not totally sure. What do you think? And I can, you know, guide them and help them make it really solid and send them off to go and, and take action on their own. There are other ways, you know, people who need a lot of hand-holding. I've got a program for that, too. (laughs) (laughs) I've got all kinds of programs. Um, So uh, private coaching is always happening. And then I have two other class series um, I'm pretty proud of. So... Cool. They're sort of the intro. If you're brand new to the idea of treating your career like a business, if you're brand new to that, I've got an intro program. It's called Think Like a Producer, Act for a Living, which is also the tagline of my company, which you so nicely plugged earlier. Um, So Think Like a Producer, Act for a Living is like a very simple step-by-step way to introduce you without overwhelming you to starting to think like a producer and set yourself up with goals and step-by-step plans lands and then the other program that i have it's pretty advanced i'm pretty psyched about it um it's called stand out from the crowd and it's a it's just about one thing which is how to land your own press which is a great strategy if you feel like you need to bump it up to the next level and you've got you know something going on that might be pressworthy and it'll show you exactly how to approach journalists and how to make that happen
0: mm-hmm I'm going to put you on the spot a little yeah, bit here because I. <clears throat> uh, I around the beginning of the year, I um, started subscribing to your standouts in the crowd email newsletter and I got the videos and oh. um, all the posts and things like that um, and I'm only asking this because I kind of know the answer already, but w- what what um, I mean there's so many people out there reporting to i mean with the social media thing this whole like industry has been born people are are telling you how you can brand yourself more effectively and be their social media strategists and all this stuff not that you're a part of this but all that (laughs) all this marketing branding stuff out there what what makes you one of the people to offer a program like this Well, (laughs) I I feel bad putting you on the spot like this, but you know what I mean? Like, I know you can back it up.
2: Absolutely. Here's the thing. I read a blog post about someone, an entrepreneur who built his own business and he was asked this, a question like this, like, who are you to be telling me what I should do? And what he answered, which I think is so brilliant. He said, I'm nobody like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm figuring it out as I go and I'm finding things that work for me. And then I pass it on to my clients and it works for them. And so, you know, I could tell you, oh, I have all this experience and this and that. And here's my background and blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is I figured out what works for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I kind of trial and errored it. So that you don't have to. I figured out what works for my clients. I did train, you know, marketing. You had mentioned Evan Pagan. I studied with a guy named David Nagel, and uh, I've taken uh, an amazing. There's an amazing marketress Marie Forleo who I've studied with, mm-hmm. and Suzanne yeah. Evans. A couple of like yeah, high level marketers. I've trained with those people. I'm just. I'm one of the people who's doing it. Who's actually doing it. You know, I think like we talked about before, there are, there are actors who think about doing things and they don't take action. And then there are actors who actually do things and they get results. And that's what I do. I just, mm-hmm. I do things. And if it doesn't work, I get rid of the program. And if it does work, I keep doing it. And I check in with my clients and we figure out what's going to work. And if it doesn't work, we stop doing it. So that's
0: it. <laughs> I feel like that's what makes people, that's what that's what sets people apart. I think is people that are willing to experiment Just put themselves out there, experiment. If it doesn't work, they drop it. If it does, they move forward with it. And I think that's what separates, really, people who are successful from people who aren't. Yep. and the only reason I kind of put you in a spot like that was because I know from looking at your program that it's it, you can pl- you can completely back it up because you've got a stellar Thanks. a stellar offering, uh, at least with BYOB. Um, but I'm I can't imagine that it wouldn't extend to everything you've done.
2: Yeah, no, everything else sucks.
0: Yeah, just that I only made that <laughs> <right>. one good. <laughs> That's right. So before uh, we're getting to the end here, but before I let you go, I wanted to ask you briefly about your business because you've created kind of the ultimate actor thrival wow. job here. You work from your laptop, you make your own hours. Um, obviously it supports you. You do something you love that's kind of related to the industry. I mean, it's brilliant. And Thank as I you. said earlier, I wish <laughs> that I had created it ma- ma- mostly for the content that's in there because I think it's such great stuff, but also because you've really s- created your, a lifestyle that's perfect for the working actor.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it is. I love being my own boss, like, I've, I've always been that kind of personality, like, I always hated working for someone else. And I get so like, angry and like, frustrated. So, you know, I definitely am a personality type who thrives with being my own boss. And, um, you know, it wasn't easy. I didn't just wake up and have a business, you know, I definitely toiled and I poured my heart into it. And it's, it, it's always a lot of work but I love working with clients. I love seeing people get it and realize that they actually have some power in their career and then go and do it and build confidence and get excited and then love acting again. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, it definitely it's awesome. I, if I want to sleep late one day, I can do it. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty cool. Um, but I do think... You know, especially in the time that we are in right now with technology and what is possible, I see this age of actorpreneurship, is what I like to call it. You use that
0: exact same word. Yeah,
2: actorpreneurship, where because Mm -hmm. actors already run their own business. And because you're in a buyer's market, you're not always going to be making a living within that industry. But because you have these skills, you're kind of on the fringe already. You're creative. You're marketing. You you have all the skills already to create whatever kind of side business you are passionate about. And um, Gary Vaynerchuk, I don't know if you know oh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he talks a lot about that with Crush It, the book mm-hmm. Crush It, about basically whatever it is that you love to talk about and could talk about all day long, there's a market in there for you to build a business and monetize it. And I, you know, I highly... Recommend, and I'm seeing it. You know, people like you or like Ben Whitehair. Like, there are people, actors that are just—they're building not just an acting career, but some kind of other platform to express themselves and support themselves. And I think it's such an awesome way. It's so much better than a job.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, it's not a job. I mean, my dad says it all the time. You know, if you if you do something you love, you never have to work a day in your life. Yep. Um, and it sounds like that's kind of where you're at.
2: I mean, I work. I definitely work like, it's yeah. not all like roses and unicorns all day long. It's definitely work, but I think that the payoff, the payoff makes it worth
0: mm-hmm. it for somebody who might be interested in, in looking into starting a similar kind of structured business. Where, where do you, where would you direct them first?
2: I would d- direct them to Marie Forleo. Her company is Rich, Happy, and Hot. She's very cool because she's young and hip and fashionable and really smart and a businesswoman. Like I just really like her sensibility. Um, but yeah, I would send someone to her if they were thinking about starting a business. Gary Vaynerchuk, you should read the book Crush It. It's an excellent mm-hmm. book. Or just look up Gary Vaynerchuk. Any, He's amazing. He's a, a million brilliant videos and- brilliant marketer. He's so ahead of the pulse. He really understands how to make money. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So for people who are interested in maybe checking out your offerings, um, I know that, um, you've been very gracious to offer a discount for inside acting listeners and inside acting exclusive (gasps) discount to BYOB, which again, (laughs) I could not, I could not have enjoyed or or recommend more. Thank Um, you. how can people go about, uh, um, getting that discount or looking into uh, your program a little bit more.
2: Um, people can go to my website, which is emilygrace.tv. TV, um, and I'm actually wanted to make the discount for what any whatever they want. So it's pro- amazing. So it's for private coaching too. Oh, that's fantastic! So um, it's just across the board. Yeah, especially because BYOB is only twice a year, so I wanted people to be able to.
0: That is awesome.
2: Use their cash back. Um, yeah, so you go to emilygrace.tv. TV. There are two pages that you can look at. One is called Shop, and the other is called Work with Emily. Those are the two places that you can find out how you might want to work with me. And then the discount code is <laughs> I'm laughing about it. It's I A Peeps.
0: I A P. So I A P E E P S.
2: <laughs> yep. I A P like. Podcast, p <laughs> e e p like podcast s. That's IAPeeps. awesome.
0: So I peeps is the code. To, yeah, and they'll uh, get
2: ten um, percent off whatever, whatever they want.
0: Amazing, amazing. I know. I speak on behalf of all our listeners. when I say thank you for that.
2: You're so welcome. Um,
0: so the last two questions I want to ask you before we let you go here are a little bit cerebral, but uh, we ask these to all our guests, and we always get fascinating responses. Excellent. The first question is: Do you feel like this um, this industry chose you? Or would you say, rather, it you chose it?
2: Both. I'm hmm. in a universe where both happened. When I was little, I used to pretend I was the Wicked Witch. <laughs> I would just go around and go hee 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 hee, and everyone thought it was so funny. And I just sort of that was when I realized. I was a ham. I was sort of like the performer, and me came alive. I loved, um, you know. We used to watch The Wizard of Oz every year when it would come on TV once a year. When you had to get up to change the dial on the del- on the television. I remember
0: those days. Back, yes,
2: back in my day. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely feel like it it chose me. But now that I've been around the block. Um, I definitely feel like I've chosen to stay, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Second question. Yes. Uh, if you had to impart just one nugget of wisdom to somebody who was going to a desert island, right? This, this is the desert island question. One nugget of wisdom that encapsulates all your experience, all the um, kind of shortcomings, pitfalls, but also the huge victories and uh, strengths um that you've developed uh, over the years what would that one nugget of advice be for somebody in this industry
2: if i could impart just one nugget to any actor i think what you want is completely possible if you are willing to do the work
0: awesome I can't think of a better note to end it on than that. Emily Grace, thank you so much for being here. This was an amazing chat thank and I'm you. so glad we got a chance to sit down. So people want to follow you on Twitter. I believe it's underscore underscore Emily Grace. That's
2: correct. Is that right? There are two underscores. Two underscores <laughs> and you're on you're
0: on Facebook as well.
2: Yep, Facebook. Um I don't know the name. I think it's Emily Grace Prods maybe. It's the Facebook page. Cool should probably figure that one out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll find it and stick it on the website. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and I guess, can they email you if they have questions?
2: Um, what I Here's what I would suggest, because um, I like to talk to people. Um, if they go to the website and they look at TV and they go to the work with me page, if they scroll way down to the bottom, you can actually sign up to have a phone call with someone on the team where... If you have live, if you have questions, we can answer them, you know, right there in the
0: moment. Wow. Is that just a, a, an offering, a free service or is that? It's is free. That-
2: yeah, it's free. It's, um, you know, it's for people who are interested in knowing more and interested in oh, okay. maybe working with us so we can really figure out what, what's going on and what the issues are. And if it makes sense, you know, we'll, we'll put you into a program, but you know, I definitely want to know what people have questions with because it helps me be better at what i do right and I've, i just feel like a live person is so much more tangible than a bunch of like email that not doesn't feel real
0: yeah yeah amen <laughs> to that well emily thank you so much for being here thank you Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed part two of our chat with Emily Grace. As I said right before uh, the interview, I, I really think what she's doing is awesome. I really do, and I, and I this is this could not be a bigger 180 from like my initial gut reaction mm-hmm. when I when I first kind of heard about. Uh, you know, what her stuff was without knowing a thing, you know, just a, ne- a knee jerk reflex was like, oh, here we go. Another person trying to teach actors how to market themselves and could not have been more wrong. She,
1: her stuff's the real deal. So check it out. Well, we also get a lot. I mean, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, and I think our listeners <clears throat> appreciate the fact that we have talked about it. We get a lot of for lack of a better word, solicitations mm-hmm. from people saying like, I've got this system. You should interview me because I've got this system for actors that, yeah, you know, does X and it's guaranteed to make you famous or whatever it is. Uh, um, uh, and you know, yeah. It, it, yeah, it just really gets under our skin because we know, um, based on, you know, the email and <clears throat> where they're coming from that they're, they they do not even listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they haven't I, listened to a single episode. They just heard from somebody that it was an outlet that a lot of actors listen to, and they are just you know trying to get free publicity. Yeah, and sometimes even their publicists will contact us. And Not like, even them directly. Yeah, yeah, they don't realize where we get our guests from. That's why I put that whole section in our, uh, in our
0: frequently asked questions section on the website, that whole section about how to pitch the podcast. I don't know if, if you've seen it or I did, if anybody, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if anybody who's, who's listening to this has checked it out, but like I, I literally put in like guidelines and I was like, this is the best way to pitch us, you know? And, uh, number one, like, you know, it's, it's contact us directly yourself, you know, like that, that, that helps. I mean, that definitely, or at least have a message from that your publicist can relay to us like something, but if it's just the publicist or if you clearly have not listened to, like, it's just like, you'd think it's be common sense, right? But, uh, you'd be right, we shouldn't
1: have to be saying that's true. You we shouldn't be, have to be saying you'd be it.
0: surprised, man. You know, yeah. and it, you know, we, we probably sound a little jaded right now and that's only because we've gotten a lot of these things that have pitched us the wrong way. And it's not that we're turned off to, to, you know, meeting and interviewing these people. It's just, we kind of need to know a little bit about what they're doing. We need that kind of personal touch. You know, that's, that's why we don't just feature anybody and everybody who wants to be on this is because. We don't. Uh, we don't want to just sell out like that. We got to give it our, agree, our stamp yeah. of approval. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: All awesome. right, dude. What is your pick of the week? Yeah, I should definitely go first because we're gonna have a lot to talk about with yours. That's right. Trevor stole my pick of the week. I week. That, I've been reading that. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> you. We're gonna have. We're gonna have a mic fight. Uh, yeah. No, no he, he he didn't steal it. He he's actually doing. He's actually putting in the work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh my my pick of the week uh, i i this I, this was a couple of weeks ago when i was on my way back from um australia actually it was virgin australia through a ton of movies and i watched a Virgin's lot of the them the best dude fly I love, them whenever you can i love virgin so much uh, their uh media selection is always massive and so yeah. i watched um a, a bunch of movies and the one that, that really stuck out Fantastic film, and people talked about it when it came out, and I just never had the opportunity to watch it, but uh, 50-50 with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Seth Rogen was just really powerful and funny and touching and kind of cute, and I could tell um, that they probably didn't spend a lot of money making it, Um, and I don't mean that it looked bad. I mean that it was just really simple. There weren't, uh, you know, a ton of locations. Um, everything was done with just a handful of actors. Uh, you you can you can just it's kind of inspiring in that way. Like I could imagine it being really easily being a, an indie film. Mm-hmm. You know, it had that it had that feel, but with the, the polish of, of of a studio behind it or whatever. <clears throat> really well written, and you could also t- <laughs> you could also tell that there were scenes that were completely improvised. It was like, here's the points we're trying to hit. And then like, just let Seth Rogen be funny. <laughs>
0: That's cool. I heard great things about that movie. So, How about uh, you? Okay, so my pick go. of the week, uh, it's funny. AJ walked in this morning and he was like, dude, pick of the week. We you know we were talking about attention units a couple of months ago and this and that. And he's like, well, I got this great book. It's called The Powerful Engagement. Ben's reading it. I read this five page, you know, summary of it. And I was like, dude, I'm reading that right now. So, uh, this is one of those, one of those instances of great minds thinking alike, I guess, but, uh, the book's awesome. It's awesome. And that program that I had to be like a year ago now, that was my pick of the week called uh, wake up productive, uh, is heavily, heavily, heavily based on this, this book, uh, the Power of full the powerful engagement, which is really just all about energy management and you know how you've got to, as I was saying earlier, build in, Um, periods of relaxation and restoration in between the times that you deliberately, like literally you plan to stress yourself, you know, and you work Mm. on something single-mindedly focusedly for a set amount of time. And then you take some time to kind of let yourself restore your energy and give your brain a chance to kind of change the channel and do something else for a bit. And, uh, he, he calls it oscillation in the book. He says, you know, you've got like a heartbeat monitor where you've got like the, the peaks and the valleys and the, in the heartbeat you know line on the screen what's it called that thing that read out
1: EKG machine? Yeah,
0: the, but the readout itself is called an ancillophelogram or something. I have no idea what yeah, you're I'm, talking about. I'm going to stop on that.
1: <laughs> well, earlier we lost all of the Freudians and psychology students. Now we're losing all the med students. Uh,
0: but but anyway, <laughs> the idea is that um, if you 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 know if you have a flat line, you know, then obviously the person's dead if you're looking at the heart machine. But if you're looking at your life and you're not stressing yourself, but you're also not taking rest, which if you think about it, that's what a lot of people do. They don't work too hard, but they don't, you know, really kind of take too much time to kind of just like vegetate or at least, you know, um, purposely vegetate with the, with the, uh, the notion of restoring themselves that you just kind of have leave this like really kind of neutral life. But if you just have these peaks and valleys and you deliberately build them into your life, it makes a big difference. And they're always drawing uh, parallels between, you know, the layperson, you know, working on their work and, And athletes and how athletes are constantly stressing themselves and then deliberately building in rest periods and recovery time. And that's how you get stronger. You stress a muscle kind of beyond where it was before and you deliberately rest it. And you go back and you stress it a little further and then you go back and you deliberately rest it. And bringing a sense of purpose to that has really made a big difference it's like making your brain a muscle yeah exactly and that that ties into another pick of the week i had a while ago which was the brain that changes itself
1: Mm, mm -hmm. that's all about
0: how your brain is completely they call it plasticity how it's constantly shifting itself and reallocating real estate based on on what you're exposing it to um
1: yeah man so that's it cool is that it for episode 79 i believe so um yeah of course uh we've got all this uh tag stuff to do (laughs) that's right that's right lots of ways for you to support the podcast if you
0: dig what we're doing uh you can start by visiting our website at insideactingpodcast.com and uh, you can be in touch with us by emailing us uh first and foremost at insideactingpodcast at gmail.com or even leaving a comment on one of the episodes on the website
1: you can also give us a call at our voicemail, which is two one three two actors That's 213-222-8677. It's been a while since we've gotten a call to that um, voicemail inbox that wasn't a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
0: be shy. And if you are pitching, email us. Email us. That's on our, our FAQ section. on Yes, the site. please. Uh, you can tweet at us if you'd like. We are at Twitter.com slash Inside Acting. And
1: individually, uh, we're at uh, Twitter.com slash Trevor Algott and... Twitter.com slash Digital Actor. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Inside Acting.
0: Don't forget about our new Facebook group as well. I've got to
1: stick a link to that on the website, but
0: right now it's on our... Uh, actually, it is on our website, but it's in, like, the episode note. It's not, like, a link on the sidebar, so...
1: Got it. Yeah. Um, so the yeah. community there is already starting to grow and people are, um, you know, adding value and, and commenting on each other's, you know, uh, posts and that kind of thing. It, for anybody who is part of like the LA Actors tweet up Facebook group, it's very similar to, to that, except it's got, um, you know, Trevor and I are, are sort of moderating it and we're, um, in, you know, fully engaged in it. Mm-hmm. Um, which the power re- of
0: being fully engaged. Oh
1: my god, I can't believe you just said that.
0: I had to. You said fully
1: engaged. How could I not? <laughs> uh, I rescind your pick of the week. Oh, Take it away. Brutal. Brutal. Um which actually reminds me, speaking of admins on that page, this is a perfect opportunity to do something we should have done last episode. And oh my God. Maybe even the stop the before. music. Stop
0: the music. This is important.
1: <laughs> yes. So we have an announcement to make. Um, one of our longtime listeners has actually joined the uh, IAP team as a, uh, what are we calling it? Production coordinator?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Production coordinator. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so longtime listener, Jen Levin who has already been kicking butt for us. Um, she is handling a lot of um, the uh stuff that has been, you know, keeping us from getting out there and getting more guests and um, doing the recording and doing the editing and that kind of stuff. Um, and she's just been great. Um, she's getting us, um, you know some guest contacts and um reaching out to new sponsors and um you get, know getting the show listed on i m d b yeah and creating, a- creating affiliate links and all kinds of stuff so um we've been very very appreciative of that um and uh we uh just wanted to sort of make it as public as as possible yeah. um so that um you know <clears throat> people want to get in touch with her uh to not only congratulate her but just to um you know ask how they can get involved with the podcast send a send a guest our way something like that um you can also reach out to her now yeah
0: and you can learn more about her on our website uh i put her i added her to our about the team page so um if you click on the about button there's a link there to learn more about you know aj and myself and and jen's on there now too and she has a great blog uh I've, the name of it escapes me at the moment but um it's linked on our on our page so check it out and jen thank you very much for your hard work we're excited to have you aboard
1: Yay! All right,
0: cue music. We're back. Uh, <laughs>
1: where were we? Uh, Facebook. Uh, How about uh, uh, Actor Rated and and, and, and iTunes? iTunes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So you can find us on Actorated dot com. Um, just do a search for Inside Acting there. I've got to throw a link to that on our website as well, so people can easily. On it. So much to do. Your
1: to-do list is growing just by simply talking just at the end, talking. This bu- uh, the end of this. Episode. Here's my
0: my verbal brain dump of the day.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for saving it for our listeners. I'm sure they yeah, appreciate I'm it. I'm sure they do appreciate it. Uh, and of course, last but certainly not least, you can always uh, support the podcast financially by donating at our website. Um, just click on the donate button on the right hand side. You can do it in one large sum, like um, $500 or whatever. Large being uh, the operative yeah. word. Uh, Or you can do it in monthly uh, increments. That's uh, easier on the wallet and also keeps us in your mind and hearts. Um, And you in ours. And you in ours because we will add you to our patron page, um, which is kind of like putting um, a big heart sticker on your homework assignment. (laughs) <laughs> elementary school uh so you can do that by heading over to our website inside dot podcast.com click on the donate button on the right hand side three five ten or twenty dollars a month are the increments mm-hmm. and that's it that is it plugs done episode 79
0: has come to a close my name is trevor algott
1: i'm aj meyer we'll see you next week and in the meantime brain dumb